everybody, Alexa here, and welcome back to Murder in the Mountains. We have Haley and Lindsay back. It's Hi. been hey guys. a long time. I think the last episode y'all heard was like Bobby, Joe, and Annette, like with the orange sock, right? Yes. In Colorado, the hitchhiker. Yes, 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 yes. You are correct. So it's been a while. Haley graduated nursing school. Yay, Lindsay got a new job. Yay. So there's been a lot happening, but I'm happy that they're back. So we are going to jump right into this case because Haley has a date to get to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this week's case takes place in Savona, New York. Savona is a village in New York that is only one square mile. In the 1990 census, the population was 974 people. Very small. <laughs> wow. So Ryan asked in the Piketon episode, because that also took place in a village, he asked, like, what makes a village a village? And I didn't know. So I took it upon myself to look it up this time. Yeah, now we need to know. Yeah. So apparently it varies state to state, and there is no limit to the population of a village in New York. Hempstead, which is the largest village in New York, has 55,000 residents, making it more populous than some of the state's cities. However... Villages in New York cannot exceed five square miles in area, and present law requires a minimum of 500 residents to incorporate as a village. So however many people you can fit into a maximum of five square miles in New York makes it a village. Who came up with that? I mean, I don't know. Why would you want to live that close to somebody? I don't mean, I I don't know. I feel like that's just like, I don't know. That's Blue Ridge now. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Are we the new village? (laughs) (laughs) We could be. (laughs) Okay. So on August 2nd, 1993, four-year-old Derek Roby was walking a block to a local summer camp. His mother had walked him most of the way when his baby brother Dalton became cranky. Derek told his mom it was okay. He can walk the rest of the way by himself. And Doreen typically took Derek to camp, like herself, walked him all the way there. But since the baby became fussy and it was literally only a block away, and at the end of their dead-end street, she agreed. Like, he didn't have to cross the street or anything like that. It was just, go straight, and you're there, you know? Um, So they exchanged I love yous, and he continued his walk. Five minutes later, he would be dead. Haley's eyes just widened. I know. Children (laughs) hit her hard. They do, but honestly, this is this is why at the winery early I walked Peyton to the bathroom, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she never lets a child go alone. I know better. So, Derek Roby was born on October 2nd, 1988 to Doreen and Dale Roby. He was the oldest of two boys, and he loved baseball and riding his bike to the street corner and would just wave at cars passing by. His family called him the unofficial mayor of Savona because of how he would just smile and wave at everybody. So just to backtrack a little. So the episode that you did with Derek happened in this village as well, or just. You're talking about what about last time? Yes. So last time it was uh, the Piketon massacre and heads up. Haley doesn't listen to true crime. She's just (laughs) over here. She listens to (laughs) self-help podcast. So whereas she's a guest. On a true crime podcast, she herself does not listen to it, unlike Lindsay, who does. So we'll give her a little bit of background and forgive her for not listening to previous episodes. So the other one was the Piketon Massacre, where uh, eight members of the same family were murdered in four different locations in the same night. 
okay. And this happened in Piketon, Ohio. Oh. But Piketon was also considered a village. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So two separate things, but both villages. I was about to say, this sounds like a very bad village. And I just yeah. There, You're like, like okay. <laughs> there's like too many people getting murdered in this small like, town. People need to leave. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When time rolled around for Doreen to pick Derek up from camp, the camp leaders let her know that Derek never made it to camp that day. The police were called and a search began. A few hours later, Derek's body was found in a small patch of woods in between camp and his house. It was determined that Derek had been strangled and then beaten to death with two rocks. He was such a child, though. A four years old. What mom lets your four-year-old walk to camp by himself, though, no matter how far it is? I know. And, I mean, it was 1993. I was about to say, like, during 1993, was that a normal thing? I don't know. I mean, I more so, I would say. Then now. Then, oh, sure. yeah, now yeah, would never. I mean, I have a four-year-old niece, and I can't imagine her going to the bathroom by herself or doing anything by herself. But yeah, it was a different time. It was, a, I mean, it's a village. There's less than a thousand people there. She's probably like, everybody knows everybody. Like, it's not like they're in New York City. Yeah. You know, like, he's walking through Times Square by himself. <laughs> but I get no, what I you're saying. Already. I'm sorry. So the large rock weighed about 26 pounds. And then there's a smaller rock that just remained unweighed so they got to pick up well because it was huge you know yeah i don't know how okay. mike's a smaller right. rock weight he had also been sodomized with a stick his lunchbox was emptied and a banana was smashed next to him and his red kool-aid was poured in his wounds the wounds he received this from the rocks this is why i don't listen to truth this is a this is a unique this one. This is what you chose for us today. Yes, this is awful. <laughs> I know. Haley's already been drinking. And her <laughs> I know. I'm like, like in my head, like I'm just. I know you can't tell, but I'm thinking really hard. I'm like, I'm gonna solve this, even though I know it's it's not solved, but it's okay. It is solved. <laughs> it is. Solved. I don't do uh, like just unsolved crimes. Oh, I thought. I don't know why I thought that's what this. Yeah, was. she'll let you know. Bobby and and Bobby Joan Annette was solved. Oh my. You yes, remember? We do have, we do figure that. Okay. Some of them are unsolved, but not all of them. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, so feel free to try to solve it if you want. Okay. 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 So they also found his left shoe by his right hand and his right shoe by his left hand. Obviously staged that way. So the community was terrified at what happened to this little boy. As they should be. Right. Because, you know, a population of less than a thousand people, everybody knew everybody. So they're like, there's a killer. You know, like one of us, because surely it's not an outsider because, you know, Mm -hmm. like who could have possibly killed the sweet, like four-year-old boy in such a brutal way? how long did it take them to find the body again? Just a few hours. Okay. Police began conducting interviews and talking to literally everyone in the small town. They began questioning other camp goers as well to see if they had seen anyone uh, suspicious or anything suspicious. Anybody was like anybody hanging around that shouldn't have been. Did anybody see Derek that morning, etc. Okay. So Eric Smith also attended the same summer camp as Derek. He was a 13-year-old boy with bright red hair, freckles, large low-set ears, and large glasses that honestly... Would be pretty fashionable nowadays. I feel like those are all back in style. (laughs) Police questioned Eric the day of the murder, and he told them he hadn't seen Derek that day. However, he later told them he'd actually seen him around 9.15 that morning. 
Police continued on with their investigation, and when the medical examiner placed his time of death at around 9.20 in the morning, like, so five minutes after Eric said he saw him, they knew they needed to get more information from him. Because, like, he could have seen the killer being, you know, that close in time. Um, Like, whether he knew it or not, like, oh, maybe you saw old man Jenkins over there, but, oh, it's just him. I know him. But you saw him lingering around, and, you know, or maybe he did know who the killer was, and he was threatened to not tell anybody. I just feel like, so this kid sees this other kid and they didn't want, like walk together, you know, he wasn't like, oh, there's a little kid. Like, come with me, little kid. I'll, you know, we'll go to the. I mean, he's a uh, uh, yeah, it's a 13-year-old. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, stupid little four-year-old boy. Like, I don't need to walk you. Or, oh, he, I'm minding my own business. You know what I mean? Like, I he's not going to take it upon himself they, to walk were this they kid. Friends, though? They just went to the same summer okay. camp together. Still. Yeah. Yeah, different age groups. I feel like just okay. Like, yeah, if we saw a four year old walking down the street, we would where's your mom? You know, help yes. them in some way. But would a thirteen year old boy do that? It's probably I'm like none of my business. Haley, but, but it's also a thirteen year old girl Haley. I don't even know if thirteen year old Haley would be by herself. I don't know what I feel like my parents were very like Haley's here. not ever gonna be by herself. <laughs> Let's be honest. honest. <laughs> She just got a phone call asking where she was. And what I she did. Was. My parents were y'all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So detectives talked to Eric again, and he accurately told them what Derek was wearing, saying he saw him in a Tasmanian devil t-shirt, but he said he didn't see anything else. At one point in the investigation, Eric got angry, and he balled up his fists and began to shake and said, Oh, you think I killed him, don't you? I think you killed him, too. <laughs> okay. It sounds that That's way. When a 13-year-old. You, yeah, when you brought that much anger. Like, this just makes me so sick. But, okay. <laughs> okay. but he probably didn't. No one will really get into I hope, I hope he didn't. Stay tuned. So days go by, and the police continue to investigate, and they de- determine that despite the brutality of the crime, evidence is suggesting that the murderer was someone young. The unnecessary smashing of the banana... And the pouring of the Kool-Aid and the wounds just seems to them like very immature and definitely not something an adult perpetrator would take time to do. Didn't you say there was heavy rocks involved? Yes, a 26-pound rock. Okay, could a 13-year-old pick this up? Uh, I, again, think back to 13-year-old Alexa, and I don't know. I don't know I mean, yeah, I have no idea. Twenty six pounds seems pretty heavy. I mean, I feel yeah, like for a kid. Well, I feel like for him to, in order to do that, like that kid already had to be like on the ground, like, you know what I mean? Maybe he just like tossed it or something. It was like proven like that. It was a a motion. It wasn't just a pick up and drop. It was like a repeated hitting with the twenty pound that rock. Makes me sick, but continue. Okay. So this detail was released to the media and a neighbor took it upon herself to do a little investigating. She concocted a little plan to try and weed out the killer if it was a child. I feel like was this her, is the Haley of the village. Was her name Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> do y'all have any ideas about what she could have planned? Um, like what is her plan to try to weed out this potential child killer? I don't know. Honestly, this sounds so bad, but I think I would get a little child and be like, just and hide in the bushes and see if somebody comes and gets it. I don't know. <laughs> you would. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible, but that's what I would do. Haley just said she you. would plant a small child in the woods to see if somebody came to get it. <laughs> but I would be right there. I would stop it. You know what I mean? That that's amazing. That is, yeah. So, no, she did not bait a child. (laughs) 
She decided to invite all the children over to her house and make them banana splits. What's that going to do? And what, to see if a kid smashed a banana? She was thinking that if the child said they didn't like bananas, then ding, 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 we have our killer. I see. She dumbs a rock. That's a little safer than my plan, but... It was very wholesome, small town. Let me just throw a little banana split party and see what it, you know. Yeah, and what older lady would invite a bunch of young kids? Like, that's not weird. Yeah, I don't know how old she was. Well, but I mean, does it work yeah. when they're all leaving? I will plant the small child. Yeah, but um, her plan worked. Oh, shoot. Okay. Did she find it out the killing? No yeah. Way. So the only child who turned down a banana split was, the was Eric Smith. I bet she was thinking. He said that but, he hated bananas. But how does this prove that he was like, how did she bring this? It doesn't. It oh. just, it made her be like, oh, this is, this kid doesn't like bananas. That's it. That's the only evidence she I, has. I will say it is kind of, you know, he's, you know, the only one that uh, it's, yeah. it's lining up. So this frightened her like, oh no, this kid could be a murderer. And I'm like, he's over at my house having a banana split. But, uh, you know, she probably, she probably, yeah, just a split, (laughs) (laughs) just a split, you know, she probably didn't even think her plan was going to work anyway. And then she's like, oh, hot dog. One of them didn't want to be like, oh my God, you'd be like, you freaking little killer. You get out of my house, you murdering child. Yeah. Y'all would definitely know. You're like, eat it. Eat that banana. Oh, the chocolate cake? Yes. I'd be like, eat it. And I would make him eat that banana. I'd be like, no, you have to eat this banana. Or you're a murderer. Or you're, yeah, I would tell him. I'd be like, yeah. I know you did it. I'd sit down, I'm like, I know you, I know you did it. And he's actually After. just like traumatized. He's like, I'm allergic to bananas. <laughs> but you're going to eat it. Yeah. Anyway. And then he eats and then you're the killer. I would yeah. have such a hard time explaining that to his parents. Yeah. Listen, I really so want to have something. So I need to know now, because if he really wasn't, then you would feel bad. If he if she had forced him to eat a banana, yeah. So Eric's family also became worried about him. And a week after the murder, they sat him down and told him, "You have to tell us what you know. Like if you saw the killer, tell us who the killer is. Like he's on the loose." Were his parents like? Did they ever suspect or like have this child ever had like weird behavior? He he just like they just thought that he knew something like that. He Mm -hmm. maybe saw it happen. He knew who it was. He knew something because like. They were cro- like they crossed paths, yeah. you know, and he admitted to that. Is there any past medical history of the kid? Any sock? Any, any- no. no. Okay. So, um, it was then that Eric confessed in detail about what happened that day, and his family was stunned, obviously, because they only thought he knew about it, but he told them that he did it. Did he like give like a reason why? He was angry. And he took it out on him. That was it? That's it. What was he angry about? He's just angry. There's... Wait. Just for, like... Did mommy not pack him the right lunch or something? Like... (laughs) We'll get there. Okay. 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 So... We'll go into a little bit of detail about Eric. Mm -hmm. So he was born on January 22nd, 1980. He was bullied relentlessly at school due to his appearance. The he, bright red hair, the big ears, the glasses. He was bullied. Well, that's not right, but... You, you know what else isn't right? Killing Wait, people. That's true. That's true. So, um, going back to his bullying story, like, um, did his, were his parents, like, involved? Did they try to 
Stop so it. he was also bullied by his stepdad and his sisters. So like his not physical life. abuse or anything like that, but just like teased like he wasn't good academically. He wasn't good at sports. He didn't do anything. No so good. Would you da, 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 say da. His family was not quite the best home environment. Yes, but they like didn't physically abuse him or anything like that. It was just a emotional. Yeah, like, which doesn't make it any better. But like he wasn't. Was worse yeah so it was like a verbal like you're not good enough and i'm he's getting it at school and then he's coming home and he's hearing it too like it's just a lot you know and mom mom too or just stepdad i just heard stepdad well mom wasn't helping or protecting right so (laughs) so at some point before the murder eric was angry and he told his stepfather he needed help like i'm just so mad like help me not be mad anymore I feel like what bipolar something, I feel like, you know, obviously there has to be something going on for you to be like that, that angry. Sorry, I got to speak into the mic. I'm breaking the rules. Um, I don't know. So his stepfather told him that when he was angry at his age, he would just go out to their barn and punch a bag they had in there and that helped. Right after he said that, he heard the door slam. His father went and looked out the window. And as he did, Eric was coming back in with bloody knuckles. He asked him what he did, and he said he went and he punched a tree a few times, and now he was calm. So he pretty much was taught, if you're mad, just go punch something, and it'll be better. So he was mad. He saw Derek walking down the street. So he's just going to take it out on a job. I know. I'm a female. Not a tree that's nearby. And I'm emotional. And I get angry, but I have never thought, let me go punch something with my face, especially to make it bleed. Like, that would hurt. I don't know. I don't know. He did more than boys are weird. So now you know a little bit of background. We'll jump back into the case. Mm -hmm. So after Eric confessed to his family, they took him to the police station. As they should. As they should. Unlike Brian Longdrew's parents. Mm -hmm. Unsubstantiated, (laughs) but, you know, speculatory. So when he got to the police station, he did not deny killing Derek. He told him pretty much everything they already knew, just with a few more details. Did he seem remorseful at all? Guilty? Like, he was just like, I got angry. And this is what yeah, I mean, happened. he ended up eventually being like, like years later, being like, sorry. But he just kind of told it matter-of-factly, like, I was mad. I took it out on him. Like, no remorse at that point. Yeah. Um, so they told him that as he was riding his bike to camp, he saw Derek walking alone. He then lured him into the woods so nobody would see them. He then proceeded to strangle Derek. When he passed out, he took the time to dig out that huge 26-pound rock and the smaller rock and began to beat Derek with it. He didn't just pick up the rock and drop it on him. Like I said, it was a repeated hitting motion. I mean, how angry was this kid? Apparently just angry. I mean, I don't know. And he never said why he was angry. He was just angry. I'm glad I'm not nauseous right now because I'm going to throw up. This is so sickening. He then opened the lunchbox, smashed the banana, and then poured the Kool-Aid in his opened wounds. He then proceeded to sodomize the four-year-old with a stick because he thought that if he put the stick in him, then it would go to his heart and he would definitely be dead. But that's, you know, you're both nurses. That's not how it works. I'm assuming. (laughs) I... uh Definitely not. Please tell me that this kid is, like, put away for life. I'm going to get there. Um, So his defense attorney tried to argue mental illness or not guilty by reason of insanity. A defense psychologist diagnosed Eric with intermittent explosive disorder. 
which is a behavioral disorder characterized by explosive outbursts of anger and or violence, often to the point of rage that are disproportionate to the situation at hand, aka overreacting. The aggressive acts are frequently reported accompanied by a sensation of relief and in some cases pleasure, but often followed by remorse. He was tested by medical professionals on both the defense and prosecution sides, and another psychiatrist noted that people his age don't normally exhibit signs of IED. They also examined his brain function and hormone levels, and they found nothing to explain his violent behavior. So he was like normal, according to all of his tests. But nonetheless, this is what the defense went with. They, uh, he also started wearing cartoon shirts to trial. Maybe his defense was like trying to get him to look more childlike or as childlike as possible. Uh, sure. but the town people all said they never saw Eric wear cartoon shirts before. No. So it's almost like in your face to the parents at that point. I feel like, well, one of the shirts he wore to court was a Tasmanian devil. Were his parents like, I mean, Were they like, oh, like, you know, he should definitely be sent off? Or were they kind of like, I mean, I don't want to say defending him, but were they trying? I think they were in favor of him getting psychological treatment. Like at this point, there was no denying he did it. He admitted to it. Yeah. Like he just like get him help, you know, not necessarily prison time, but maybe time in a mental hospital getting the help he needs. I don't know. The shirt to me shows never more. (laughs) But also, why did his attorneys let him do that? If it was their idea to kind of make him as childlike as possible so that, you know, the jury goes, like, easy on him. Yeah. The shirt that they wore. Yeah. Not just, but if he never even wore them before, that's also. Correct. More questioning. Like, Like, where did that shirt even come from? Yeah. Like, that's not just typical or. Did Eric have friends? No. Like, he was bullied relentlessly, like, to the point where he just kind of shut down. Like, it was like a nonstop. Yeah. You know, not a one-off situation. And I don't know if there's any school intervention or parental intervention or anything like that, but... But his parents were definitely aware. Yeah. Yeah, they said that he would come home crying, like get off the school bus crying almost every day. I would go get some kids. Okay. Okay. But at that point, it's almost like it's too late, you know? Like some kids get to that point. Oh, yeah. Since they didn't get him any help. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I was his parents, I would... I mean, definitely, I would feel guilty. One, my child has just taken somebody else's life. And two, like, maybe if I would have done something like this, wouldn't have happened. Right. Like, if he had talked Gotten to a counselor or, or they, you know, whatever. I was going to say switch schools, but it was such a small mm-hmm. town, they probably didn't, that wasn't really an option unless they completely mm-hmm. moved. Um, the jury did not buy the mental health, you know, defense. And they decided that he belonged in prison instead of a mental hospital. 13-year-old Eric Smith was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to nine years to life in prison. Good for him. The now 41-year-old has been denied parole 10 times. Um, what is his, like, stance on things now? Like, I know you said that he says, like, he, sorry now. He's pretty much like, you know, the who I was when I was 13 is not who I am now, obviously, who, like it wouldn't be. Has he gotten? He's gone to therapy, counseling, like in prison. He has like no disciplinary actions on his prison record and like all the time he's been in prison. 
Um, he gets to go up for parole every two years. And Derek's parents show up to every parole hearing to try to keep him behind bars. But he's like, look, like I was 13. I had issues. I've dealt with those issues. Da, da, da. Yeah. Is it true remorse or is it just like a... Trying to get out on parole. Because when you are up for parole, you have to admit guilt. So there's like a lot of people who claim their innocence, you know, and they have parole possibility. But unless they admit to doing it, and show remorse and all that stuff, like you're not getting out because you literally have to admit to the crime. Yeah. To be up for parole. But earlier this month, like this month, this month of this year, he was granted parole and he will be released after spending 27 years in prison. Is his family going to have anything to do with him? Like, did they go to his like parole hearings? That I don't know. But yeah. Derek's parents are pissed uh yeah i, I would no, no. i wouldn't feel safe honest i mean and now is it almost like resentment towards his parents yeah for, for being in there being, so long but also just what is he, he knows it's his or he says that he knows it's his own fault like his actions put him I there mean, what i mean does he have plant i mean i mean what do you do after he said he's not going back to savona I mean, is he saying the right things just to say the things? There's no way to know. But when he was up for parole two years ago, they claimed that he, like, he was denied parole because they thought he was still a danger to society. So I don't know what happened in two years to change that. Because he's been denied 10 other times. Maybe the 11th time he realized what he had to say. So where is he now? He's not getting out until like November. So he's been granted, but I guess they have paperwork and yada, yada, yada yada stuff to go through. So yeah, he's coming to Blue Ridge, Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, if I hear somebody that name, I'm just going to like back away. It's a very generic name. It is very generic. I'll be like, you. You think he'll try to change his name? Is that allowed now since you've. I don't know if you can when you're on parole. Does he get any help after? I mean, I don't know how that works when you get out of prison. Maybe a halfway house or something. I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, you have to. And they just drop you off. And they're like, best of luck. You have to pay for, though. I mean, not all of them are government. Like, you probably have to get a job. and I think you do have to work while you're there. But I also think so many hours, you have to, some of them require you to pay as well. Yeah, there's probably some parole process that i just don't know um, like conditions like you have to go to a therapist you know so or is it just like free ball like you do you go you're out usually you have to check in with your parole officer obviously but i don't know about therapy but yeah you usually have to check in like once a week i know you do with probation i don't know about parole i don't know exactly (laughs) but you would think (laughs) you would think that parole would be stricter because that means you're getting released from prison Mm mm-hmm Whereas probation is usually on lesser offenses, I feel like. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, too. I'm not a cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know all that. We went into nursing. Yeah. Maybe you should phone a cop <laughs> Yeah, time. exactly. Phone and a friend. You like do decorations and design, and so you don't know either. So we just don't know. We don't know. We have an interior designer and two nurses. But if y'all know, that, feel free to share. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Call a minute. And let yeah. us know. Let us know. <laughs> Do you guys have any other last comments or anything that you want to share? No. no. You made it through without tears. I did, but it was this. I just, I feel like there's just something more sickening about kids doing heinous things like this than grownups. Cause you're, They're you're just literally so just like, what? Like, 
Mm-hmm. You can't imagine growing up doing it, much less children. Imag- like, and in that small town. And I feel like, too, it's so hard to, like, you know, like, punish them or hate them or whatever because it is just a child. It's, like, it's, I don't know. The whole thing just makes it so much more complicated and just. Imagine being the parents of the kids who bullied him, too. And I, and I also feel like, too, now that you say that, it's like, why wouldn't you go after somebody that bullied you versus somebody that's... Because he was just trying to take it, get his anger. He was just angry. I feel like... Like, so random. If it were me, <laughs> I would go after somebody that was mean to me versus somebody that was... But I feel like also... Yeah, but I also feel like the But also was smaller, smaller. Right. Like, can't fight back. And, Doing exactly you know, what bullies I, do. I also right. feel like, like the mentality of him, like if he really had stuff I also on. feel like it is a control thing, too. Like, you know, and he probably didn't have any control of his life. His parents didn't help him. He couldn't stop from being bullied. And also, Yeah, he's, he, he's small. He Like, the yeah. bullies are obviously bigger than him. He mm-hmm. can't stop them. So obviously, like he has to go over, like do, do it to somebody small. Yeah. Otherwise, he's gonna get beat up. Yeah. You know. I don't think his stepdad clarified exactly what, what he you meant. can hit. You know. Yeah. Not, not people. people. <laughs> Trees, good walls, maybe undesirable, but, but you can do that. <laughs> get the kid a get the kid a punching bag honestly, and a therapist. Honestly, but a four year old that is sickening. It literally gives you chills just to think about. Yeah, I definitely don't blame the poor little kid's parents for you know. I would be the same way if that happened to my child. I would show up at every. I mean, I don't know. I might not do that, but I definitely it would be hard for me. Um, so this is Derek. Out. I wish y'all could see this picture. She'll probably It'll be on Instagram. Picture. Okay, so yeah. y'all will see this picture of this sweet so little sweet baby. And so innocent. He's like just this precious I'm, little boy. Y'all are gonna make me cry. I've had too much wine today. And this is Eric. Are you kidding me? I. W- mm. What? It just like, just look at him. Like he just. He looks angry. <sighs> well, this is him like in the courtroom, so he probably oh, is. Yeah. This is him now. He doesn't look very sane to me, even there. Also, Derek was buried in his baseball uniform. So stinking sad because he loved playing baseball. Okay. And they put this statue up like where his body was found. It's like a little baseball player. This little gingerhead did not go to his funeral, did he? No. That I'm not sure of. You never know. Twisted people. Well, I don't know if they had it before he was arrested or after. It was a week. Before, right? Before the funeral? Your phone just dinged. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know because he confessed a week after the murder. So I'm not sure. Usually funerals take place about a week after somebody dies, right? Mm, I think it's. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's... Because also you have the medical examiner, the autopsy. Well, that's true. You do have to wait on that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it was before he confessed or after, but if it was before, I would assume the whole town went, you know? I feel like parents would have probably had to get out of of Dodge, too, because why would you want to hang around with the family that your son has just killed their child? And I feel like you would have to... Yeah, there would definitely be some bad blood. Oh, for sure. Yeah, not just between the parents, though. Like, uh, oh, probably the whole, the whole town. Oh, yeah. To, Anybody yeah. with a little child and thinking, oh, my God, like, that could have been my kid or, you know. But also think about, the like, De- Derek's mom. Like, this was the first time he ever walked anywhere by himself. I would say the, the other first baby day, never left her side. I 
feel like they would 100% be traumatized, which I feel like that's kind of become the normal for all of us everywhere at this day and age because so many things have happened. A lot of parents feel that sentiment, I feel like now. You Mm -hmm. know, even my parents are like, and I'm 24. Yeah, like, where are you? Don't be going out, you know, whatever, without a friend. Call Mm -hmm. me. You know, it's just, it's normal now in this day and age. Right. And back then, and I feel like it all just comes down to like the size of the city. You would never think that everybody, like in somewhere everybody knows that would ever happen mm-hmm. because you know everybody. I feel like even that. And know, it's a child. You would especially not, like uh-huh. you're, she probably scanned the street. I feel you like know, even it's like, oh, I don't see anybody. We would never, I mean, we would never no, let never. a four year old go walking by themselves, but we also, like, I don't wake up in fear or. I mean, Ryan said that literally when he was a kid, he like rode his tricycle from McKaysville to like Turtle Town. Yeah. When I was smaller, I because like he ran away. Okay, the only thing I ever did was when I was little, little, I crawled out of bed and ran through the yard over to my neighbor's house, and they brought me right back. Yeah, and my parents of were like, well, "How did you did. get out of the house?" Yeah, that's like as far as my parents let me go. So I never did anything like that. The times have changed. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So sad. I hope you pick next episode. No children. This is my first child. Okay. God, we're so lucky, Lens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any, drink on that one. Anything else you want to add? No. Keep your babies close. Yes. Yep. Walk them, even if it's a block. That's right. All right. Well, if everybody could subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, you can't do that anywhere else, apparently. Follow us on Instagram at Murder in the Mountains. We have a Facebook discussion group. Um, called Murder in the Mountains fan discussion page. <laughs> They're laughing at my name. I will join that. Thank I, you. I- <laughs> Here we go again. We're so honored to have a listener here. But if everybody just, you know, tells their friends, shares it, all the things so that we can keep it going, that would be awesome. We're at over 4,500 downloads awesome. in 21 different countries. Wow. Very Hi, UK listening. Hi, everybody in the UK. <laughs> I really want to go there someday. Yeah. So, over. Yes. yeah. Um, and come back next week for another episode of Murder in the Mountains. See ya. Bye, guys. Y'all are the first people to actually say bye. Oh, I love yes. it. No, I usually have to tell people to do it, but y'all like just automatically did I it. Well, I was wondering if we were going to get a moment to say deuces, but I was like, yeah, usually people don't. I mean too, but they're like, yeah, y'all are normal. Everybody else didn't. See ya.